Hello, hello, one, two, three. Am so, I supposed to refrain from swearing? So many people want to sit down and plan out their painting, and I've always just start painting color and paint a shape and see where that shape takes me. Mine is a little, um, little less abstract, but I wish I could paint like that. That is Aiden Hesselberg, and I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City. It's the podcast where we talk with people that make this area such a cool place to live, and Aiden is definitely one of those people. Now, Aiden does a lot of things. He is a community servant. Every year around Halloween, he really gets into helping at the Onalaska JC's Haunted House. He's really, really into skulls and uh, things like that during Halloween. And actually, that was a big chunk of our conversation that I will save for next October. Aiden is also a sandwich artist at Subway here in town in the village. And actually, that's how our relationship started. While I was ordering a six-inch double turkey, Aiden and I started talking about uh, his orange hair, got to know each other a little bit more, and realized, wow, uh, there is a good conversation to be had here. The part of the conversation that we'll share this time around is Aiden, the artist. And he is definitely one of the people that makes living in and around River City such a cool thing. Aiden and I will be back with our conversation right after this. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. You can subscribe to the podcast at AroundRiverCity.com. That way you'll get an alert every time we put a new episode up. And by the way, it's absolutely free to do that, but it makes sure that you never miss an episode of Around River City. So this time around, I'm talking with Aiden Hesselberg, and this part of the conversation actually is, we're going to start about in the middle of our conversation, actually, and get right into Aiden as an artist. You know, we sat down here to talk about your your art, and so of course we've talked about everything else. Um, tell me about your art. You, you're, um, you, you are, do you, are you comfortable calling yourself an artist? Yeah, I I like to I like to say I've been an artist since I was probably you know those early graveyard days because I was still drawing and you know like my school binder art class I'd just be nonstop and um, you know I moved out at 18 obviously and um, met these people when I was about 21 and I was I was doing a lot of painting and a lot of stuff but it wasn't quite where I'm at right now like I was doing a lot of small stuff and just notebook stuff and. I actually moved in with this friend of mine, he's one of my closest friends now, and uh, he's stretching eight-foot canvases on unprimed canvas, and he's just painting like Picasso, and his room is covered in paint, and there's, you would love this guy, he's, there's stuff everywhere, and uh, he just, he was just so different, and he's, he had this canvas, he's like, oh, you have to paint this, you have to paint this, like, and it just, it turned me on to these giant canvases, and you know, now I have a, I have one that's like six, six by four. That's probably the biggest one. And, wow. uh, yeah. And that was, that was an unprimed as well. So, you know, you can't really wipe it off if once the paint's on there, it was really subtle, not much color, but I enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, just really like, where, I can't, where is it now? It's, I actually unstretched it. So it's folded up at my house okay. because it was a lot. It was just on two by fours and I did it with roofing nails. Okay. So it was, uh, it was a lot to carry around. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet. Yeah. But uh, even some of mine are still pretty big, and I just I just have a stack, you know, and, and a little studio space. I have a room devoted to it. I hate it when we categorize creativity. Right. 
but can you describe your art? What um, you, you said your buddy paints like Picasso. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like someone kicking. He's like he kicks Picasso in the nuts. That's the best way I can say it. Like Picasso's talented and um, forever will be one of the greats. But you know, Erog, what he goes by, my friend, uh, is his last name backwards. Last name's Gore. Um, he's he's very subtle with a lot of his things. Not as much color, but his lines and you know the way he paints things is just incredible and he's also very uh francis bacon he um tends to destroy so many things and i've watched him burn more than you know he has in his room right now he probably has two in his room and i've probably watched him you know rip apart and burn 30 masterpieces and it's just part of his process and right i'm gonna look something up here because i want to share it with you as part of this podcast but i uh I want to make sure I know, I can remember who did this piece of art, and maybe you know what it is. But I want to I don't want to give you a warning. Let's see, it's <laughs> he really pushed that for me though. Like I moved in with him, and you know he's like you have to set up a studio space. I set up a studio before I even moved in there in one of his rooms, and you know the rest is history. I I'm addicted, as one yeah. might say. Yeah, well that's that's. I, I, I think that's probably a good way to put it, actually, yeah. addicted. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I wanted to share with you, cause, and your, your friend might relate to this as well, there's one of my favorite pieces of art that I've never seen in person. Mm. It's called Erased de Kooning. Okay. And it's by artist Robert Rauschenberg. It was done in the 1960s. Okay. And Rauschenberg was a very young artist, and the big world-famous artist at the time was de Kooning. Okay. And he was very abstract, a very, yeah. you know, the, the pop art, abstract, mod, you know, uh, abstract expressionism. And he went up to de Kooning and said, went to his apartment, brought him a bottle of Jack Daniels. They sat down and got drunk and said to de Kooning, I want to take one of your paintings. I want you to give me one of your paintings mm-hmm. and I want to I destroy it. And I want that to be my piece of art. Interesting. And... De Kooning was like, well, that's crazy. So, yeah, I'm going to do it with you. Yeah. So he gave him, and De Kooning then said, it's got to be something I really, I, I need to miss it. I need to give you one of my good pieces. Yeah. And because I need to miss it. If we're going to do this, I need to feel that it's gone. Yeah. And it needs to be something where I've painted on both sides of the canvas mm-hmm. so that you can prove that it's one of my pieces. Right. So he gave, he gave Rauschenberg this work of art. And Rauschenberg spent a month erasing it, erasing the art from the one side uh, of the canvas, mm-hmm. and then putting that in a frame and calling it erased de Kooning. Yeah, I could see there was a torso, and I could definitely tell there was a head on the, on like the top here. What was there? You look at this canvas, and you, and you know, know there was yeah. something amazing there, I, and it's not anymore. That feeling, that erased feeling, um, I get that so much with Charlie and his work because there's some pieces that like, you know, I won't go into detail, but there was, there was a moment we wanted to, you know, plaster this thing somewhere and just leave it. You know, it was that good and just see what would happen. And a piece of his or yeah, this big one, it was called the bull. It was half man, half bull. So it had, it had his little like shack in it and 
he actually ended up burning that thing and oh that was no. i know it was but it was, oh, it's okay it's yeah okay. no it was it's part of his process but that was that was like the one you know that i would look at the most and um one of my other favorites called the foot um it's just like a it's like a tunnel very there's like a void in it and then there's just like this you know very cream colored foot it's really good foot he did a really good foot <laughs> okay. and uh it's like the center of this painting and um, he had an old art teacher, gave him a clay wheel and a kiln. Oh, cool. And uh, she's like, give me a painting and I'll give you these. So she has that. So luckily, oh, one of the cool. good ones. Yeah, luckily a good one is in someone's hands. Okay. But A lot of times when I'll, I do photography, Yeah. Um, I'm not a professional photographer. I would really hesitate to call myself an artist. But when I'll take a picture, and I use my phone a lot, but I, I, I don't think it's the quality of the camera that makes the quality of the artist. I right. think it's what you see and what it's you do with eye, it. Yeah. But a lot of times when I'll finish working with a, a, a picture that I've, that I've taken, or I do a couple of versions that I like very much, I save those and destroy the original. Okay. Destroy, that way, <laughs> I'm forcing, I can never go back and decide, oh, I want to work on this again. Otherwise, I would. Yeah, and this forces me to keep thinking about what's next. Yeah, I have a couple of paintings like that too. Like at the time, I, I was obsessed, and you know, I'd look back at them and like, man, I hate this thing, and I'd throw black paint at it yeah. and start fresh, you know. And that was, um, I think, what drew me to painting the most is, you know, so many people, which is totally fine, but so many people want to sit down and, you know, plan out their painting and, you know, like be very intricate. And I've always just you know I just start painting color and paint a shape and see where that shape takes me and throw some water I use a lot of water in a lot of my work but you know just do destroy you, the you canvas. use acrylic paints then or yeah I use okay. acrylics and just I actually uh I'm a big fan of water I like my brushes are always soaked just because I love how um it just it just creates like a wash to everything sure. and uh I do a lot of collaging um so I like collage a canvas and paint around it um I've had some like some works that I I'm really proud of, and uh, you know things that I you know I hang in my house and I, I look at every day and I'm like I can't I still can't believe like that's my that's me you know that's yeah. not someone else that's something I did and do you this isn't why a person becomes an artist I for the most part anyway but do you have anything hanging anywhere else? Um, you know my house is pretty covered. <laughs> my uh, anyone else's home? Oh. Of course, yeah. I got. Uh, um, I had a couple friends. I had. I can't even. If I had to put like a count, I'd say maybe like, maybe like seven or eight people have something in their house. Um, one of them is my friend's mom has it, and it was, it was a very simple, uh, painting actually. And um, his mom. He sent a picture to his mom because he wanted to buy it from me, but he didn't have anywhere to put it. And she's like, oh, I'll put it up, I'll put it up. And it's probably still hanging there. I mean, this was only um, a year ago, a year and a half ago. And it was such a simple um, painting. I do, uh, I have a, it's kind of a weird um, signature, but when I worked at this factory job, this one worker, his name was Greg, he would always call me Killa. Like, that was what he would call me. He'd be like, Killa! Like, it was just what he <laughs> called me. All right. And, uh, when I started painting, it, this was after that, and I was like, I was so stuck on trying to, like, you know, become, like, figure out an ego. I didn't want to have my name, and that just stuck at one point, and I always stacked the L's, and yeah, it just became like, I've always drawn this face since high school, too, and I, I started calling it the killer face, and that's 
you know, I have, I have stickers and all these things and people are always asking me for the stickers and I can never have enough. And wow. So the world has Banksy and we have killer. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Respect to Banksy, by the way. I love Banksy's work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I love the whole concept. I love the, the destroyed Banksy that was at, at auction. Yep. Um, and uh, the shredded one? Yeah, the shredded. The shredded. Uh, it sucks that it uh, um, it jammed because it wasn't supposed to jam. It jammed halfway, and I think that I don't think it was planned to jam. I maybe that, it was. That's what I've heard that the whoever we know or feel as Banksy has said that it wasn't supposed to jam. I'm not so sure about that. You think so? Because I think I Banksy's pretty damn smart. Yeah, you, yeah, I think Banksy knows exactly what he or she or they are doing. I think and you're right there. The fact that that. And the person who bid on that painting is was also smart enough to know that this painting is now worth ten times more than it was five seconds yeah. ago. It, I mean, I it I personally believe it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, I, I oh, think. Oh yeah, I've always you know I've always been you know said that that was um, you know meant to be destroyed, but well, know, that's, and that's what it, they said. That's what Banksy right. is on but record as saying. If, but to me, as an artist, if that was me, I would want part of it. I would want the same, and to yeah. you know, I. I think it makes more sense that way. Yeah, it's a hell of a comment on yeah. the the basically the industrialization or the the monetization, the business of art. Yeah, which is, you know, just the the idea of art as an investment has always disturbed me. Yeah, you know, I um. I've always wanted to be more, more on the business side, but I've never, uh, like I've sold uh, a decent amount and, you know, I've done some commissions and, um, you know, I sell like my stickers, but I, there are people I just, here. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out if that's somebody I know over there, my <laughs> former doctor. But anyway, um, well, <clears throat> what was I just going to say? Um, oh, well, what, what do you think about art that's created to be sold to me i don't you know why do you create your art Um, would you create your art if it didn't sell yeah i i think i would i i still am creating for myself and i think uh the one um the one commission that sticks out to me the most was a friend of mine was like i'll give you he has a a company and you know he screen prints and makes uh shirts pillows he does a lot of things locally and uh, um, he's like, I've always been a fan of his work. And Oops. he's like, I know this table. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars and um, a sweatshirt from this next drop if you, you know, paint a canvas for me. He's like, whatever you want on it, just do it. And I was like, okay, cool, you know. And I remember like um, sitting at it for a long time, not knowing what to do because I was thinking about this. I was thinking about Caden so much and like what he would like. And I was trying to focus on that. And then it, I remember, you know, making the realization that it's my painting and, you know, I just had to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, I... And that's exactly what he wanted you to do. Right. And and once that happened, it, it flew and um, he probably has it hanging up. I, I've never asked him. Um, he's designing the shirts for the haunted house this year. Uh, he came out our last night and we talked uh, design and stuff. So, uh, um, yeah, it, that was a really cool one too that one um spoke to me a lot a lot of them i always try to have a message um whether it's just like one sentence or a hidden word or um i like most of my stuff not to be seen but if you look long enough it'll be seen sure and uh i guess you could say my art's like my graveyard in 2010 it's pretty cluttered but there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of color and uh 
Well, hopefully you'll continue evolving. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's like the thing I was saying earlier is some of my paintings I loved and then I'd look back at them and I'm like, oh, I'm covering this. Like, I don't want this anymore. Like, nobody would want this. I, I don't want this, you know. And and I, and I a lot of those I'd cover and they're just like masterpieces. And there's a small one I covered that I'm just obsessed with still. And I just was like throwing red paint at it in black and I threw a little bit of yellow like in the rest is history i love that one and yeah you you love the you loved what you covered up or the or the covering i love the covering yeah oh, okay. okay uh the thing i covered up i hope nobody ever sees <laughs> but there's still a cool story to you yeah in that there is that underneath yeah and I, i'll always underneath. know yeah yeah i really love the way artists and creative people think and how they see the world we've got more to come with aiden hesselberg and more talk on art and the people in Aiden's life that have helped him develop as an artist. That's all coming up on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Welcome back to Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. We all have people that influence us. Sometimes we know them very well. Sometimes they have no idea that they have influenced us. And sometimes they're really close friends. And that's the case for my guest, Aiden Hesselberg, and his artist friend, Charlie. And there's something to learn from meeting him. I think that's the biggest thing from him is um, he's just different. I've never met someone like him. And just, you know, new, new people, I would bring, like, a friend over, and they would meet him for the first time, and it'd be like, there's, like, always this fixation. There's something about um, the way he presents himself. He's very, it's just yeah. Doing it right, I guess. <laughs> is your art similar, yours and his? No, um, and that's the thing that like made it better for us because we could critique or critique each other and not be like, oh, this looks so much like this one I did because yeah. it was totally like, like his, like I said, like Picasso. That's really what his stuff would remind me. Even though he hates that, every time you say Picasso, he's like, oh, it's not Picasso. But it, it it's very similar, and you know the style. And I, I wonder if. And I don't know Charlie at all, but I, I wonder if part of what he doesn't like about Picasso is that, damn it, he was super successful. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Mine is a little um, little less abstract, but I wish I could paint like that. Like, I, I, I could, but uh, um, I, I think, still have to have imagery in a way. Well, and it's, I, I like abstract art because it doesn't tell me what to think. Yeah. It doesn't tell me what I'm supposed to see. A, like or what one I'm, I'm, I'll show you right now. The one I'm working on, it's not done. I think this abstract. Is the one I just started. Oh, cool! That was like a big wash one. Now, and the exterior is all part of the painting, right? The black and white, or is it, or is it just the white part? It's just the white. Oh, okay. That's my uh, backdrop. Okay, I have like gotcha. a panel gotcha. and then you know towel down there and stuff. So, and I'm a big fan of uh, only using um, you know the primary colors, black and white, and I hate. Um, I have like a pink. I I got a pink. There's a pink in my <laughs> my paint, but. Other than that, I... You sound a little ashamed of it. I know. Because I can mix pink. I don't need to buy pink. I'm a big fan of trying to use... Trying to mix everything. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite things, I'd say. So. Well, and I think that's awesome. I mean, you know... Um, Basquet. Is man, phenomenal. his stuff... I love his work partially because there's a lot of it that I don't really find appealing. Mm -hmm. But it is so dramatic. It is. 
that you're just drawn to it. I so think, it's uh, not it's not to me it's not always beautiful. Yeah. But that's fine. I was always drawn to you know that this the stories about him because he was so young and uh he was in this bottom of this church and at one point he would have like 12 canvases and they'd all be set up and he'd just be like working on one and then you know he'd get something else and he'd run over and work on another and you could just see that in a lot of his work that um they were done quick and that's mm-hmm. what i've always tried to do like that that one i said that was six uh by four i painted that in about 40 minutes probably and, oh wow yeah and uh the bull i was telling you about that erog painted um he painted that the same night and i remember i painted mine in like 30 40 minutes and i went in and i sat in his room and watched him paint the bull for it was probably till like 6 a.m and we started we started we built the frames and stretched them and that was probably like come nine o'clock he painted that bull for a solid eight hours probably wow yeah and well, i have to watch most of that process and yeah. i think that's what made it harder to because I didn't see that one burned either. Like if I feel, I feel like if I saw him destroy that one, <sighs> I'd have a little more ease. But he's like, you know, he texts me. He's like, I fucked up, man. Like I fucked up. Like I, I burned it. And I was like, well. so even he regrets burning it. Yeah, he does. But he, he, I think he doesn't at the same time. Yeah. You know, he's glad he did. Well, that pain is, is yeah. part of, that pain is part of the art for him. Yeah. That pain of loss, mm-hmm. is part of the art. Ah. Yeah, I know. I guess let's we can start to wrap this up. I just want to know where do you see you and your art going? Um, you know I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I'm just. Do you look to the future much? I don't, and I probably should, but I'm very in the moment, and I I'm a firm believer that you know everything could happen in like a second. You know, just like death, uh, life could you know change in a second, and. I'm just waiting for that moment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's probably lots of them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, it's. I I'm a believer that, you know, the moments don't come to you from some magical place. Right. It's it's you having an awareness of the importance of that moment that's in front of you. Yeah. And making the most of that moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To me, this has been a good moment. Yeah. Thank you. And that moment will wrap up this edition of Around River City. Well, just about wrap it up. Uh, Aiden did have one more thing he wanted to say. Okay. Uh, Happy birthday to my mother and my grandpa. (laughs) Okay, now we can wrap things up on this edition of Around River City. Thank you for joining in the conversation. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast at aroundrivercity.com. You can find the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And it's always free. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City.